lose everyone. I'm back, baby. It's Jake C. Lee. I'm great. Everybody else sucks. Oh, huh. oh no. It's every nightmare I've ever had. Excuse me. It's time to check the link. Pretty crazy, huh? But, but it doesn't matter because none of this has anything to do with the show. You know what? You just made the list. <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. It's all in sports. Sure, we talk about it all the time. Really? No. Game on, everybody. It is all in sports. Jake Seeley, host as always. If you're coming in from my terrific guest today, you can follow me at All In Kid. That's where I tweet out all my links, all the information. And if you're not a part of The Athletic, you go to theathletic.com slash name of the show. Not name of the show. The name of this show is All In Sports. So theathletic.com slash all in sports. You get 40%, 40% off your first year. So great discount for you guys. But it's all about today's guest. It's all about getting into fantasy football, helping you get through week six, hopefully get some more wins under your belt. Not a lot of news to get to, but a very ugly waiver wire week. And today's guest is, uh, I don't know why I drew that out so long because I want to get to him quickly because he's one of the best in the business, one of the coolest guys in the business, one of the nicest guys in the business. I've actually hung out with him in person, although I don't know if he enjoyed it as much as I did, but we were at a wrestling event together. But it, all that being said, if you know the footballers, you know this guy, you know Mike Wright. Hopefully, you're following that FF Hitman. Uh, I don't know, Mike, are, are, where's the contest at right now? Is it still Jason winning? Is it still him leading all three of you guys? <laughs> it's, it's like a contest of who has the most Twitter followers? Yes, of course. Yeah. I know you yes. care. Uh, no, not anymore, I don't. It, <laughs> there, there was the race to, to who could get to 100,000, but Jason took, took home the honors. So, so once that happened, it was like, screw it, forget, forget about it. I don't care anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, look, we're living large. We all have 100K followers on Twitter. Can't complain. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, fair enough. Uh, so let me ask you something. Before Wait, did, did you hit that? Did you hit that? Are you with us, Jake? In the 100,000 club? Are, are, you know the answer to that. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, you know I'm still upset about the fact that, like, you joined Instagram seven years after me, and it's like, oh, I'm instantly verified. How's about that? <laughs> well, when you're a really important person, Instagram knows, and they give you a blue check mark. <laughs> Instagram, hold on. It's not even that Instagram knows and give you a blue check mark, Mike. I don't know if you, they actually decline my blue check mark. <laughs> hey, there's, there's the comeuppance. My, my Twitter <laughs> check mark was denied at least 12 times. Uh, I just, it's, it's too funny. Well, no, speaking of that, I want everybody out there, some people have assumed, and there was a few weeks ago I tweeted it, and I was like, oh, oh my God, that's got to be him. And it was, and I was kind of doing it tongue-in-cheek, and then you know this because I texted you guys, and I was like, whoops, was I not supposed to say that was really you? So right. for people that don't know, if everybody's seen the Amazon Web Services commercial, that's your amazing voice when you're talking about, and there's the type, you know, all that type of stuff. I just want to know in general, because I'm sure a lot of people out there are curious about the same thing. Like, how did that roll about? How did that come about? And then the second part of it is that still like awe-inspiring for yourself to sit there on football Sunday and hear your voice on national television on commercials. So it's, yeah, watching it is super weird. Like, <laughs> especially when, if my kids are around, they, they just, Oh, Hey dad, you're on TV. Like, and so it's, it's really strange still to, to see him pop on. But I mean, the way it came about, uh, I don't know really how they found me, but they just, they reached out. <laughs> directly and they wanted because they had they had done these commercials and they couldn't get the voice right so what they really wanted was 
somebody who knows sports that can talk about it like like they know what they're talking about but also someone who gets super hyped and that's kind of my job on the footballers is to be the hype man so it, it my my voice worked out I, I did a little test audition with them and and got the part i'm actually doing a we're we're going to record another one here in the next couple of weeks that's awesome that's yeah, like uh, what, i wonder what they did to find you hey uh super hyped awesome football voice <laughs> and <it's> like, <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> Well, if hey, if you have people out there, like I don't even want to be an Amazon. Look, I know my voice isn't for that. My voice isn't for football or anything. So if you have any people that could get my people, which don't exist because it's just me. But if you have any connections out there, this is my dream. I don't want to be on Amazon Web Services. I don't want to be in a commercial. I just want even a 10 second bit part. I just want to do a guest voice on DuckTales cartoon. That's all I want. Mm. I just, I just, that's my lifelong dream is to voice even a, a throwaway character on the DuckTales cartoon. So make it happen. Well, okay, I'm I'm trying to get a, a Darkwing reboot. And I'm going to get that voice. Oh, I would love a Darkwing reboot. You, are you watching the new Ducktales? They are. They brought uh, them back. I yeah, I know they brought it back, and, and I just kind of keep forgetting that they've brought it back. But I've read very good things about it. Just haven't sat down to watch it. Yeah, I was hesitant about the new art style, but they brought it back, and Darkwing has been on it like three times. Oh, already. really? Yes. All right, now I'm more inclined to watch it. <laughs> now you're all over it they actually did like so they had uh, this i don't know i'm trying to figure out how to say without spoiling too much they did an episode where they were rebooting darkwing in the ducktales universe and the original darkwing shows up like so there you go that's i'll I'll just leave it at that okay all right yeah so you gotta get into it yeah see there you go this is what i'm here for all right so hey you that's there you go that's my payback for you getting me Stuck on One Punch Man. Oh, yeah. One Punch! <laughs> That's still the best theme song ever. Yeah. Right. Let's get into football. Let's get into it. Last night, Monday Night Football, our Matt Breida breakout game for this season, whatever it been. We've seen Matt Breida before. Tevin Coleman looked good in his own right. Mostert didn't get any touches till the fourth quarter, incessantly. And then we saw Jeff Wilson was just inactive. How confident are you going forward in Brita and or Coleman? And is this another potential Chargers situation where you just roll both of them out? Yeah, my confidence level is actually pretty high for both of them. And uh, just considering that this is what, I mean, the Shanahan system, man, is legendary for, for decades now, and it still keeps working. The NFL teams can't figure out how to stop it. Isn't that yes, crazy? I, yeah, it, it's, it is. It's not like there's not film on it. <laughs> Like, go back and watch the Denver Broncos in the 90s, and you can watch film on the system. Uh, so I have confidence in both of them. If I have to pick one, I lean the, the Tevin Coleman direction, as if, considering what happened yesterday where I, I really thought that Coleman was going to get that Melvin Gordon treatment from two weeks ago where he's the emergency back. They know that they can run Raheem and Burita and be just fine, but – he was apparently good to go and got a, a full featured role. And as expected, Jeff Wilson was shut down. He lost the red, it, which means that the red zone guy is gone. And it really seems like Tevin Coleman's going to be that guy. So I think the upside is higher for Coleman on a weekly basis. But Burita's is excellent. Burita's a perfect fit for this scheme with his, with his shiftiness and his speed. Yeah, the biggest concern you have is obviously not getting the goal line five to ten yards out work. But, hey, if you're going to score from 83 out, it doesn't yeah, matter. Hey, on the flip side of this, 
you, you don't want a single 49ers wide receiver at this point, right? No, no. It, I, I believe when I checked it was Pettis was actually the snap leader, which is, you know, like, I guess crazy. it's nice. It's, his ride this whole season has been so bizarre. Dropped an easy touchdown. We'll see how the team feels about him after doing that. But no, they're, I'm, I still want Debo in, you know, like my dynasty leagues, but not, I don't want anybody for redraft other than Kittle. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% with you on that one. All right, so let's go to a situation that kind of snuck up on us last – well, not snuck up on us because nobody knew and expected this was going to happen. There was a trade, a week five trade in the NFL. Woo! I know, right? Oh, this is weird. Uh, Zay Jones heads to Oakland, who is pretty much devoid of wide receivers. If anybody saw what they rolled out in week five with no Tyrell Williams, they understand the trade. This guy has less than a 50% catch rate. Both teams, I kind of want to get your input on this because the Duke Williams thing happened out of nowhere. Like, I even knew who he was, Mike. I don't even know if you ranked him. I was one of like the handful of people did. I still only ranked him like 107 or something. I don't even think he was in my top 100. I was not expecting him to get the second most snaps ahead of Cole Beasley. Duke Williams, now with Zay Jones gone, any interest if you're out there in waivers and you're kind of desperate for wide receivers? And on the same token, Zay Jones, if you're desperate for wide receivers, is there one you would prefer more than the other? I, I kind of feel like it might be Zay Jones. Uh, for Duke Williams, I mean, maybe. Like, the, the whole Bills offense, they're, they are up for it, man. It's juicy, that schedule, where you have the bye week, of course, but then Miami, Philly, Washington. I think they play Miami again sometime in there. So the, the schedule is super juicy. I'm not, I'm not overly interested in Duke. And it just, I think, I think that Cole Beasley will still be the guy. But John Brown, man, if you can go out there, if your team is rolling right now and you have a very like a, a winning record, I would try and go buy John Brown while he's on his bye week because I think he's about to just have some really explosive games. For Zay Jones, nope, <laughs> not, not really interested. I mean, I guess he will be on the field, but same situation. They're they're going into the bye week. Tyrell Williams will be back, I presume, after the bye week. They maybe? seem to really like – yeah, maybe. They, they seem to like Trevor Davis a good bit. So it, a guy working into the, into the offense halfway through a year, and it's not like a, a top-level Amari Cooper type of wide receiver, not, not particularly interested, although Derek Carr likes to throw short. And that's where they got to use Zay Jones. Yeah, but he's got a catch the ball. I mean, he honestly probably yes. makes De – Devin Funches probably looks at him and be like, dude, come on, catch some passes. Yes. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> uh, by the way, too, to your point about the Bills, yes, out of the bye, Dolphins, Eagles, Redskins, Browns, Dolphins. Yeah, there, there it is. is. There you go. Uh, right after that, Broncos, Cowboys, Ravens, Steelers, Patriots to close it out. So this is one of the ones where you might, hey, buy low, and then right before you kind of run that Dolphins game, maybe you immediately sell high and get the hell out yep. of there. Yeah, so, I agree. All right, so let's talk about another team that's disappointed in a strange way the past two weeks. So you have a quarterback that throws for over 300 yards two games in a row, and it's disappointing because there's not a lot of touchdowns involved. And, yes, Patrick Mahomes was banged up in that game. But what are we making, at least you, If let's say Tyreek Hill is back this week. Let's say that – actually, I'll just give you the full scenario. Let's say Tyreek Hill's back and Sammy Watkins is out, as assumed. A lot of people don't expect Sammy Watkins to play. I want the relevance that you think is there for Demarcus Robinson – the Byron Pringle and Nicole Hartman now, even with Tyreek Hill back, is it pretty much forget about it at this point? It's just, if Tyreek Hill's on the field, it's Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and I'm not messing with the rest. 
Not for me. If one type, if, if Tyreek is back and Sammy is out, then I'm still interested in Demarcus Robinson. And, and to a lesser point, Hardman, I would, you have to assume that even though Byron Pringle, I know he had the, the sensational game, he goes, he gets relegated right back to the bench. Where, so I, <laughs> so, so you're not, not popping and not, not stopping. No, no. And unless, like, if Sammy's out and Tyreek is out, then heck yeah, I want Pringle in. It, it hasn't worked out the last couple of weeks for any of the Chiefs wide receivers, but I mean, Tyreek Hill, he has been missing time. He still has to get worked back into that offense. I, having said that, if I have Tyreek Hill and he's active, 100%, I play him. But just to the point of Demarcus Robinson is a good player. I mean, I, I don't yeah. want to, you know, two, two, but in fact, the, the commercial, the Amazon commercial with Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, that's Demarcus Robinson in that play. He's, he's good. And if, just by all accounts, Patrick Mahomes has a lot of faith and really trusts him to, to, to make the play. So I think that he is still in play for fantasy football when a quarterback routinely throws for over 300 yards and multiple touchdowns. That's certainly – can I ask you something? Like this is – so I don't know if you saw it, but I went on a – what we'll just call it the Ellen Kid Rage Fest, whatever you want to call it. Like when I – you know, I get in a, in a mood. Oh, not again. <laughs> well, no, no, not again. Exactly. See, people know it was the whole being doing sports, and I hate when people say people are due. But there is watching sports and saying, you know, you feel like something's about to turn the corner, whether it's whatever stat you want to try and use to say somebody's due, whether you want to say like the Will Fuller game. So I'm going to point this out is like, say, even though there's no such thing as due in my opinion, and like you can use stats to back either side of the arc, whatever, this feels like knowing football and watching this team, not a squeaky wheel because he's not squeaking. But this feels like a Travis Kelsey, let's get things right and let's go to him a lot and let's get him on track because it's been a rough start for him week. It would not be squeaky. It would be the Hulk shouting because that's what <laughs> was going on with Travis Kelsey last week. And he had no one to blame but himself. Like he was getting the opportunities. He just needed to catch the freaking ball. <laughs> so it, like, it, it can always be a Travis Kelsey week. And <sighs> So, I mean, yeah, he, he could go off. I would, in, speaking of trying to buy low, I think some people who drafted Kelsey in that first or second round, they might be a little bit frustrated yeah. with him. So if you can go and someone is rage tilting and you can get in <laughs> on that action and, and buy him a little bit low, I would 100% do that. I, I think because that's a smart move. Because he is yeah. due. <laughs> he is due. <laughs> oh, yes. All right, so sticking with tight ends here. We have Gerald Everett, who the past two weeks has been lightning in a bottle when we talked about the tight end position. And people seem to have quickly forgotten that this was somebody that was drafted in the second round by Sean McVay. Not only, not, not only is he a second-round pick, but he was Sean McVay's first pick. Like That, that was a year that McVay did not have a first-rounder. Right. First-rounder, right. and, and they went with a tight end. And you like when he got drafted, my alarms were going off all over the place because – Gerald Everett, Mount Everett, as I call him, <laughs> just he, he breaks all athletic measurables, which that's not everything, but at the tight end position, to me, it is something. And this is Sean McVay was coming off of the, the Jordan Reed breakout, and it was, holy crap, did McVay just draft his Jordan Reed? 
<laughs> so I grabbed him everywhere I could in Dynasty, and you've just been sitting around waiting and waiting <laughs> with your hair turning gray because it's never going to happen. You're like freaking Tyler so, Higby, go away. <laughs> yes, and then Higby signs the extension, and it's, oh, good. Holy crap, man. Like, it's never going to happen for Gerald Everett. It, but, but this is who he was drafted to be. This, right. this is the player Sean McVay thought he was getting. Um, I think maybe what happened was Robert Woods and Cooper Cup were just much better than he thought they were going to be. So his offense went revolved around them. And then they had the chance to get Brandon Cooks. So that he just – Gerald Everett was kind of up against it. It is difficult to buy in to this breakout. It's only two games after multiple years of doing close to nothing. <laughs> but – Brandon Cooks might be out. Let's see what happens with his concussion protocol stuff. And on top of that, it's Everett's running a bunch of routes. I mean, I know right. Goff's attempts are way up because of the situation, what's going on with the Rams, but that situation's not going to get any better. Their defense isn't what it was. They're, they play Seattle this week. Am I, am I remembering that right? So, it, it is, yeah. The, the Rams. So, yes. guess who's going to score points? The Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> So it's going to be another game that Goff has to throw. And I, whoa, 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 wait, you mean who do they wait. just play or who do they play? Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. Who do they play this week? Oh, they got the 49ers this week. The so. Forty. Okay, that's yeah. My head that's, was doing an NFC West. I think I know what you're thinking of. Do you know who they play next week? Well, I guess next next week. It, it, Who's that? The Falcons. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think that's what my Jell, brain was. Everyone's going to go bananas because he's got them, the Bengals, the Steelers. Well, then yeah, the Bears, too much, but... too much football for my brain right now. <laughs> trying to trying to work through these things off the top of my head, but yeah, he that's right. Okay, so he just crushed Seattle, and look, I'm at least at this point, Darren Waller's on by. You got to make a move. It's between it's between Herndon, who is quote being evaluated by his butt sniffing coach. I don't know what the heck is going on there with Adam <laughs> Gase. They need freaking weapons, and Chris Herndon is back, and he's like. Mm. I'll evaluate it. We'll see. <laughs> like, no, we're going to keep rolling Ryan Griffin. Come on. Adam Gase is the same one that was like, hey, let me give all the first team reps to Sam Darnold, even though he might not play. Like, the, yeah. I, do you think Gase makes it to the end of the season? That's a very interesting question. I bet the <laughs> Vegas odds are that he's got to be up there in terms of coaches who might get fired. In the I'm, a, hey, I'm already playing with house money. My call was Jay Gruden and I hit that one on the head. So I'm, I'm yeah, that, but that's the, like, that's only paying you like, oh, that's like money a two to one. That. Like, yeah. yeah that, that's like a plus one fifty. That wasn't a, <laughs> that wasn't a difficult bet. You know, I will say this. You want, you want to know why Gerald Everett is one of my favorite players in the league? Why is that? Because he is the second, and he doesn't have a damn junior or two or something on his jersey. He just has Everett because his dad doesn't play in the league with him. Thank you. I, I love you, Gerald Everett. Thank you. I yeah, I'm you. with that. <laughs> <laughs> Will Fuller doesn't have four. Like, his, his dad, his dad's dad is great. They're not all in the league. Stop with your damn fifth and your juniors and your thirds. And it's like, oh, it's so aggravating. You remember the first, sidebar, you remember the first person to ever start this madness? Like, not the juniors, the seniors and the thirds and the stuff Was, like that. The, was that Steve Smith? No, Steve Smith was, I think, the second to do it. And he legitimately has a son, but his son's not in the league, obviously. He's still a kid. Uh, no, right, you, but why is so weird? That no, no, here's the one. You're Steve Smith, and now you're Steve Smith Sr. Yes. Okay. Wait, I'm going to one-up this. I'm going to one-up this, Mike. People don't remember this. The first person to do this doesn't even have a son named Titus Young. And Titus Young Sr. on his freaking jersey. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> 
I, I don't know. It makes you feel a little more important. Well, then what's your take on Gardner? Where he's... Gardner Minshew? Well, Minshew can do whatever the hell he wants. I know, but he's uh, the second, and his father and his grandfather are not named Gardner. <laughs> I said, it's... It, I hate it, but he's Gardner Minshew, so I don't. I don't really hate it so much. And I'm not even a. I'm not even a, a Napoleon Dynamite fan. So right. Uh, so anyway, we sidebar so much on this. So I'm assuming what part of my question was going to be. You're taking Everett over Herndon going forward. Uh, I I think long term I would probably go with with Herndon because I'm not buying what Adam Gase is talking about. Like Herndon's going to be out there. He, well, here's the downside to Adam Gase. Is he pulling a Bruce Arians in the fact that he just doesn't like tight ends, and he's also had yeah, <laughs> yeah, there, there is that. But we we at least saw in the preseason where it was where Sam Darnold was going to to her. Yeah, that is true. We, Adam I mean, Gase might I, not have been paying attention though. No, he may <laughs> not have. And I'm like trying to remember the the stat, but I think Herndon's like the twelfth tight end since the year 2000 who actually had 500 receiving yards or more in his rookie year. Which is, a, I mean, it's a very, very small list, and it's a pretty predictive list as well. I'm trying to find out. I, 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 so Gardner Flint Minshew. This. So where did they get the second? What's his dad's name? I can't believe you don't know about all this stuff. No, I, it's just, yeah. For somebody who hates the the things on the jersey yes. as much as I do, and I didn't even know this. Yeah, I don't know, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to cool off my Gardner Minshew love. Uh oh. Well, it, it apparently his grandfather wanted to name him Beowulf. Like the short story? Like, yeah, the story, yeah, Beowulf. <laughs> <laughs> so this family is just out of control nuts and so got, amazing at the same time. I got to tell you, if there was somebody named Beowulf, I would so get that jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and not Minshew. I would get Beowulf. I, you know, screw right. it. Screw it. I'm ordering one of those Chinese $30 jerseys, and I'm getting Beowulf on the back of a Gardner Minshew jersey. I'm doing it. I feel like if your name is Beowulf, I wouldn't even have a last name. I would just be ah, yes. Like they uh, would have to put it on there. Like, well, what's her face? Uh, Jay Z's wife. What the hell is that? Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah. You couldn't think of Beyonce. <laughs> I was having a brain fart. <laughs> uh, was, oh, you know that girl? She's got a couple hits here and there. <laughs> I think she's kind of popular. Some people know her. <laughs> she's, I mean, she, she's may or may not be the most the most popular female artist for the last five years, but I don't know, something like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, can we talk about Gardner Minshew here for a second? Sure. Oh, Beca absolutely. Because he's not even the one that I love the most on this team. Because I, I I said this on our podcast, Mike, and I you know I'm not opposed to doing victory laps. Everybody knows that. I try to toe toe the line because I've been out there and said you know I was 100 percent wrong about blah blah blah. So I don't want to go crazy with it, but the DJ Chark victory lap, I am getting tired because I'm having so much fun running that victory lap. Where are you on Minshew and Chark? Uh, I am a, I'm a big fan of DJ Chark. I, 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 I think I was in, yo, 100% he's a must He's a high-end uh, wide receiver too. Like, I don't think that you'll see him continue to be that top five, top 10 guy, but he absolutely is a must start. He, he he's, he's funny because He's like this – he was this forgotten player because when you think of Jacksonville, your head immediately goes to, okay, run-heavy team, really crappy quarterback play. You got Tom Coughlin up there being the, the, the puppeteer, pulling the strings, being a curmudgeon of a team. <laughs> and then uh, 
And but last year they spent a second round pick on DJ Chark, who is tall and he is a burner. I mean, he, he, every, if if Chark had been a second round pick to almost any other team besides the Jacksonville Jaguars, the the fantasy and dynasty community, we would have lost our freaking minds. Yeah. It was like McCall Hardman going to the Chiefs. That's exactly what it would have felt like. There would have been incredible excitement. Chark would have been a, I don't know, a top eight pick in, in rookie dynasty. drafts. Yeah. It, we, we would have been super excited. So it shouldn't be that shocking that this breakout is happening. He, had, he has the draft stock. He has the athletic measurables. And then they brought in John D. Filippo, who's a, who got fired because he threw the ball too much. So it, it all lined up. But what is what I didn't see coming is like I was all in on D.D. Westbrook, but that's because of Nick Foles. It was right. I thought there was gonna there's gonna be more passing volume. Nick Foles throws to the slot to slot wide receivers more than basically any other quarterback in the league. So that was all lined up. But then of course Foles goes down immediately week one, and now you have to find. Who's the connection? Who does who does Gardner prefer? And it was DJ Chark. And so the, the breakout to me is 100% real. It will be a very fascinating thing for this team once Nick Foles is healthy and ready to come back. Do they do they make the switch immediately because they say, well, we paid this guy a lot of money. What if Gardner keeps winning? I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that. But my point what was, what would Mike do uh, if Gardner is winning? I stick with Gardner. Uh, see, that's what I, I think he needs. Even once Foles is back, I think he needs two bad games in a row. Before they bench him? Yeah, I wouldn't even do one bad game. I think, he would, I think he's done enough to this point already. Like, if, even if, we, if Nick Foles is back week seven, he has to have two bad games in a row. I, yeah, I don't mind that. And, and as a team, I think that's, an, that's the right way to go. That's how I would go about it. I wouldn't say, okay, guys who've been working your butts off, you know, and we're playing well and winning. Well, we're just we're gonna switch to this guy because you know we, we we gave him a lot of money. Oh, like, well, you you want to know what D'Angelo Williams says about that locker room and family and all that type of stuff? I, I I would have to censor myself because he said it's a bunch of BS and I can't. Uh, I, this is a clean show. We don't say BS on this show. <laughs> oh, so it's like D. Will is saying just go to the other quarterback. No, he's just saying in general because this was this was the conversation about Jalen Ramsey and I said if you're on a team that's a playoff contending team and you hear that your corner your top player wants off this team, aren't you kind of like, hey, dude? You were, we're a team, and like what you this whole family, and we're a team. Blah. He goes, no, we all know we're out for ourselves. We want the most money. Yes, we want to win, but it's about winning. It's about money. If you think you're better off somewhere else, there's no such thing as family. It's a bunch of BS. So to your point, interesting. The, the whole locker room is not going to be like, oh, we got to give it back to Foles because we gave him all this money, and he did get hurt. No, they're going to be like, if we're winning, stick with like that's. The, so there you go. There's there's your parallel between the two. Gotcha. All right. So let's talk about two confusing teams to close things out. And let's talk about the Packers. Who <laughs> There's a lot kind of going on here because, look, we know Devontae Adams got back on track and Devontae Adams is just going to be force-fed. But in this past game, before we even talk about Aaron Jones, there's no Devontae Adams. Toronto Allison, let down. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, let down. And Jimmy Graham, I mean, what did we really expect from him at this point? But So let's just throw him aside because nobody's getting that upset about Jim, Jimmy Graham. Are Marquez Vettelis, Scantling, and Geronimo Allison rosterable? Startable? Like, at where do you draw the line? Because some of it seems like Aaron Rodgers just might not ever be the Aaron Rodgers we used to know. Uh, I, I tend to agree that Rodgers is not the player who we all hoped and were dreamed he would continue to be at, at this point. I mean, he 
he can be when Devontae Adams is on the field, but if he doesn't have an elite wide receiver, he's barely a startable fantasy quarterback. Is he Eli uh, Manning? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to be that mean. But like MVS and Geronimo, they are they are rosterable because you got to take a look at the the waiver wire landscape when guys like Darius Slayton and Auden Tate are at the top of the waiver wire <laughs> of availability right now for this week. I would rather have the guy, the guys who could see targets from Aaron Rodgers. Like, so that <laughs> I would still roll with them through the bye weeks because we just did our waiver show this morning and it is, it is Ugly. rough. It is rough this week, man. I will, uh, I will say you can get some dolphins out there, which is so crazy to say that. Yes, they, that they're, a... they're in the list between <sighs> Preston and Parker. Uh, so Actually, I wasn't going to bring this up, but real quick because we're just talking about it. I, I was assuming two things here. Preston over Parker for you, yes? No, I go with Parker. Really? You do? Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. like, uh, he has, well, he's got some experience. And, just, and the big play where uh, the, the stat I brought up on today's show was if you – in all games that Parker has played, not involving the New England Patriots, he has <laughs> he has surpassed 50 yards, and he's got 70 plus yards in two of those, I believe. So I, that's where I would I would lean with Parker. Okay, it's, so then the, it's gross, but <laughs> if I have to pick one of those two, then I'll go Parker. Well, let's throw out the third. What if Albert Wilson comes back? Is it Burt alert time, as everybody loves to do in the fantasy community? It. It could be. I was really excited to see what Albert Wilson could do, and but then he got derailed again by the injuries. I would, since we still don't know what his availability, you know, like even if he's playing, is he going to finish the game? I would <laughs> lean away because of the health problems right now. All right. Fair enough. And you brought up Darius Slayton. So let's talk about the Giants because... Oh, gosh. <laughs> I know, right? I, I, look, I, I tweeted this right before we did the show. I said, kidding, not kidding. It's like, they should start Eli Manning just to protect Daniel Jones in this game because he's without Sterling <laughs> Shepard. He's without Saquon Barkley. He's out... All the, I don't know where this all of a sudden came from with Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram just out for this week and they got hurt mysteriously. But in any case, he's not roll, Daniel Jones is now rolling out there with as you mentioned. So it's Golden Tate, Darius Slayton, and then uh, who knows, whoever's healthy. Is it, is it Latimer? Is Latimer I mean, healthy? It might be. Is, it, is Shepard might be. Like, they just everybody's banged up on this team. I feel like they're dropping like flies every time we turn around. So if you're desperate, it will, unless uh, that's even before you get to the backfield of wonderful Hilleman and Elijah Penny, who uh, the announcers, I don't know if you watched the game, they kept insisting on calling him Eli Penning. I'm like, oh. why are we shortening his name to Eli? It's Elijah. Stop. Eli Manning doesn't play anymore. Anyway, do you touch Tate or do you touch Slayton at all if you're desperate? It's the Patriots. You've mentioned before. The Patriots have not only been so good as you mentioned with the Parker situation, they've given up two touchdowns. Like, I, I'm assuming you can't. Even Tate, you can't, right? Correct. If, if this were <laughs> a different matchup, I would be, be like, fine, I'll play Tate. I'll take the shot on Darius Slayton. but the with with Gilmore and company just absolutely shutting people down. No, I am I am not playing any Giants this week, and that includes the Hilleman, the the new <laughs> starting running back. Apparently, like he's he he will see some volume. So look, I'm not starting him. But if you are, what you have to hope for is just you're in a PPR league, and he catches four to five passes and salvages something that way. Otherwise, 
no, no, thank you. I'm not playing anyone on the Giants side. <laughs> oh, this is going to be so disgusting. You know what the contrarian play is, right? Fire up the Giants defense as your, as your captain spot. Oh, <laughs> Just, gosh. If you had the cojones to do that. Because <laughs> Just, you, you don't like money? Well, I mean, I guess that's really the only way of doing it. Hey, look, we've seen stranger things before. I just got knocked out of my freaking survivor because of the stupid, idiotic Chiefs. I don't know. Ah, whatever. I mean, <laughs> at, least, at least the Colts have a decent team. Actually, let me, let me ask you one more thing before we get out of here. It's about the waivers. Uh, so to go back to wide receivers, this is actually the question, but I, 60% own. Is that what you guys do on your show, the 60% or less? Well, I, we, we throw out guys who are right around – that area as well like we start so, with so like they might be the owned jets? yeah i mean you need to you throw out those names because guys i like i i know i can hear the people already well not in my league but <laughs> in in my twitter mentions will fuller was on plenty of waiver wires before this past week and he still is on some so yeah there are, you, you we mentioned those names as the make sure you go check just in case these players are there and then we get into the sewage yeah, I actually, I'm with you on that one because at the top of the article, mine says under 60% on Yahoo. And then somebody's like, check to see if Gallup's available. I was like, he's not under 60% on, but thank you anyway. I appreciate that. But like yeah. you said, not in my league. So here was the last question I was going to throw at you before we got out of here. If you had to choose one, Tony Pollard, Armstead, Mattinson, Malcolm Brown, any somebody I didn't mention there. Who's your top priority, Bonifon? Who's your top priority handcuff right now? If you don't obviously own the person in front of him, who do you think is the most important one to have on your roster right now? Hold on. Did you call him Mattinson? Mattinson. I, 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 Mattison. I can't. Like, Mattison. Yeah, uh, from where I'm from, it's like Madison. It's just it kind of like it's like it, it's. I know, I know, but it's like the people, Alexander like, Madison. <laughs> it's like the people from Louisville that say Louisville. Like it just doesn't really say the word. It's just okay. I, I have to Matin Mattinson. <laughs> I wasn't throwing an N in there. And I just kind of combined the whole the two last syllables into what her Madison. There you go. There yeah, we I, have go. To, I have to focus on it to say it. So anyway. Thank you for sidebar in there. Anyway, <laughs> top priority. I'm gonna go. It would. It would be Madison. It would be. Uh, is that why you spent so much time on Mattison? Well, I just. I. You were insulting the man by incorrectly saying his name. Wait, wait. So but, okay, hold on, hold on. Let me ask you a side question then, because I say Armstead because I say if both guys, Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Kukic, and that was something I was trying to think of. Something. <laughs> if, if if both of them go down, I think Armstead gets the eighty percent workload i'm concerned that madison would have to share more than armstead would he he might the okay. but the reason the reason i lean madison is madison? <laughs> <laughs> say it with two syllables do it like i do <laughs> madison yeah there we go alexander madison uh i lean that way because the guy in front of him hasn't finished an nfl season and has been injury prone his entire life Dalvin Cook is amazing, but he gets hurt all the time. Well, neither has Leonard Fournette. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's a Touché. fair point. It's a it's a fair point as well. But and what <laughs> when what round was Armstead drafted in? Uh, the draft was. I think he was. Yeah. I want to say off the top of my head, I want to say sixth. I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, and I'm gonna go also then draft equity of. They spent a third round pick. Fifth, to late fifth, fifth, yeah, one forty. Madison was at the the back of the third, and I, 
and he's a he can play the three downs if if they want to get involved that way. Madison, he's got he's got a ton of pass catching in his college profile. He's a great player, and I I think they would go to him as the primary. Yeah, Abdullah will be worked in there, but for for Jacksonville, I don't see Armstead taking everything as well with it. So I don't. I guess I'm just banking on Dalvin Cook seems more likely to be injured to me than Fournette does. But you are. Your point is well taken. That Fournette also <laughs> on, gets hurt. on who <laughs> on Batson. Yes. <laughs> By the way, like to the point. Do you know who's backed up behind Armstead? Do you know who's even behind off, him? Off the top of my head, no. Yeah, it's a Zigbo and Irvin, and I wasn't expecting you to. Most people weren't like I, you know. I wasn't even sure if Zigbo was even still active because they picked him off from the Saints, and I wasn't even sure if he was still. I had to double check just to make sure like I wasn't trying to catch you right. or anything. But that's why. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just think that between the two. But you, do, it's definitely the better offense, too, between the two. But speaking of better things, Mike, for everybody out there, I hope you're listening to The Better Show, as you should be in the fantasy footballers and following The Better Person at FF Hitman on Instagram as well, where he's got to check and I don't. Uh, make sure – tell everybody else where yeah, – like everything you got going on every single day and why they should join the Patreon and all that type of stuff. So we're just, we're all about fantasy football being fun and winning, much like our my good friend here, Jake. We we do place a lot of emphasis and time on being accurate in their picks. Which congrats, Jake! You are dominating yet again <laughs> in the accuracy competition. Uh, but we're our show is way more fun than your show. So you <laughs> so, and you pronounce players correctly, like Matt. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> have you gotten into the uh, gotten into the weeds with? Uh, I don't want to say his name to to tip it, but the uh, the third round wide receiver by the Philadelphia Eagles. Or say the wide side. Yeah, have you have you gotten into the weeds with that one? No. So, uh, what's what's the weeds with that one? Is, uh, did I just say it incorrectly? I, I, or say the wide well, side. Yeah, but apparently everyone has always been saying it incorrectly, and it's act because it. I believe it. It gets that uh, the Spanish pronunciation, if I'm remembering that right. But oh no, it's not. Yeah, it's an actually a th sound. If it's you, you can check the sources on this. So, stuff. so is it Arthega? Yes, I think that's the, the like the actual authentic way to say his name makes is you feel like when you're using English, it feels so incorrect. <laughs> yes. So that we we got into that a little bit a couple of weeks ago. No, everybody was was hurt for the Eagles. I thought you so were going to say Ugumbawale. Oh uh, no, no Dare. Yeah, nah. Dare you mean for most people out there? See, there you go. There's another one. You know, so speaking of this whole mispronunciation thing, I had to do an AAU game when I was a, a intern for the Norfolk Tides, and I announced the AAU game. And I was announcing players as they came up the plate. Oh and no! There, oh, hold it. There's somebody from this area. They're actually brothers from this area. Last name is Tuiasa Sopo. I don't remember if you guys remember. One played football for a little while, but Matt Tuiasa Sopo. And I got it. I nailed it. I just did. I got it every single time. But for some reason, I had to make two announcements. One was to tell people to get off the ducats instead of the dugouts. I don't know why I messed up that one. (laughs) And then I had to make an announcement that they were running out of hot dogs. And if anybody wanted to get them, they need to hurry up and go onto the concourse, which my announcement ended up being, everybody, just so you know, there's a hot dog left on the corn course. So <laughs> there you go. One. There is one hot dog left, and it's on the corn course. <laughs> if you can find it. But Matt Tuiasa Sopo is coming up to the plate. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, all right. Again, once again, 
please follow Mike and all the footballers and Andy and Jason. And yeah, he doesn't care anymore, but maybe you can get Mike to pass them you with my follow. I, I gave I gave Andy a little bit bump. He almost got close to passing Jason after the show. So we'll see if we can do Ooh. the same for you. I doubt it. Because yeah. I, don't have, I don't have the pull that you guys do. But it's all right. I need that sealy bump. Yeah, we need that sealy bump. And you need the bump to get me onto the ducktails to so make that happen. And then we can make Darkwing Duck happen to see it all comes together. So I'll talk check, to my people. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> check out the footballers every single day. And then, of course, the DFS podcast with myself, Chris Meany, and Joe Hoko. We got that going on for them as well. And before I get out of here for today, as always, I want to give you guys a little bit of DFS sneak preview. I like to say you can check out the show over at the footballers every single week to help you with your DFS lineups in full, but give you a little sneak peek of some of the picks and some of the things we might be talking about. As always, as a reminder, what I look at for ownership projection is fansharesports.com. Again, this is another one. This isn't like, oh, like I, I don't get anything. I don't write anything over there. I just, I got a discount for you guys because I love the owner. I love the site. I use it all the time. But if you use all in kid, you get 20% off this package, the pro package, which you can go see these projected ownerships and you can find things like two of the players. I'll give you the sneak preview for this week. Derek Henry looks to have a mediocre ownership right as now. If, if you've seen so far, the Broncos, you run against the Broncos. You don't pass against the Broncos. If you look at Marcus Mariota in this offense, what are they going to do? They're going to rely on Derrick Henry. Of course, Derrick Henry doesn't have the passing upside of most running backs, but he can always take one big play to the house. In any case, a low ownership projection against a team that you need to run to beat could see 20-plus touches in this game. I really like Derrick Henry. And then as Mike was talking with the Kansas City situation, if Sammy Watkins is out, even if Tyreek Hill is back, the Houston pass defense has been abysmal this year. And if they're getting back on track, even with Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill back. I think this is why Demarcus Robinson's ownership is projected to be so low, in addition to the fact that his price actually went up, probably because of the matchup, and these sites know that, is that you can look at Demarcus Robinson as a nice pivot. If you want to get a share of Patrick Mahomes, maybe with Kelsey, and then another wide receiver, not Tyreek Hill, and kind of pivot off everybody else, but still get a piece of the action, Marcus Robinson looks to be a decent play there. But again, we'll talk about more about the picks, strategy, insight for cash games, tournaments, and everything this week on the Footballer Show. If you want to go to fansharesports.com, again, All In Kid gets you 20% off for that. And again, I'll be back next Wednesday with another guest to get you ready for week seven. And hopefully you guys are all on the winning side of things. Have a great week, everybody. Good luck. I'll talk to you next week.